Dateline, August 28th, 2011. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 162. I'm Steve Vischer. With me, as always, is Grant McHeron. Good day, mate. Hey, mate. Yeah, I'm back with you again and uh, recovered, ready to go. Well, very fortunate down here, Grant, that we're not copying any severe weather, although, you know, I count any winter weather severe weather. But, uh, mate, let's get on with it. A, a lot of stories to cover this week. Let's cover a few in brief just quickly. Yeah, mate. First one up is that our illustrious leaders in Canberra have decided to do a fighter capability gap assessment on the F-35 because they're pretty concerned about what's going on with the uh, F-35 project. However, they're going to do it next year. Mm, next year, eh? Isn't it an election year next year? I'm pretty sure it is. Mm, yeah, maybe it'd be after the election, then, in which case it's somebody else's problem. But I'll tell you what isn't somebody else's problem. The RAAF's AP-3C Orion fleet has clocked up 20,000 hours in the Middle East. That's amazing. That's that's a big uh, hallmark for those aircraft. In fact, you know, the, the AP-3C is, is an aircraft in the RAF that doesn't receive as much attention as it should, Yes, yet it's uh, it's quite a workhorse, actually, and, you know, the fighter jocks get all the uh, recognition, but uh, well done to the Orion crews. Yeah, and uh, interesting that it's a maritime aircraft, and yet here it is in the Middle East. But anyhow, moving right along into domestic news, uh, Regional Express, uh, one of our big regional airlines here, Rex, has copped a bit of a loss in their financial reporting. Not to be surprised, though, because... Hey, it's been a pretty tough year. It has been, Grant, but uh, it's an eight percent loss. But they've still recorded a uh, profit for the financial year 2011 of 24.1 million dollars. So uh, you know, despite that loss, and there's been a lot of uh, challenges this year for many reasons for regional carriers. But uh, that's a, that's a good result still, I think. Yeah, look, not to be sneezed at, not to be sneezed at, but also uh, taking a loss is Air New Zealand. They've taken a bit of a hit there uh, due to uh, fuel prices and natural disasters like the Christchurch earthquakes and so on. Uh, they've actually had uh, reduced profit. They've taken quite a bit of a hit and recorded a loss for the whole year and they're actually going to review their long haul decide which routes they want to actually drop. Interesting too considering Air New Zealand has uh, recently started taking in uh, new 777 aircraft so that would be costing them a fair bit to finance that I'd imagine. Yeah but the economies of scale are such that they can get away with it mate. Newer aircraft, lower fuel burn, uh, better better interiors all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah you're paying more to lease them but uh, they should cost less to run that's the theory. Yeah, very true, mate. Now, now, very quickly, we don't want to touch too much on Qantas this week, but uh, as we've reported in previous weeks, not not a happy place over there at Qantas at the moment, announcing their big restructure, not uh, very popular with their staff, obviously, and even less popular now because uh, despite their uh, cries uh, that they are losing lots of money, well, it turns out that they've actually made a profit of uh, $224 million after tax for this financial year 2011. So, Grant, uh, you know, despite all the doom and gloom there, saying that they're losing lots on their international business, well, uh, that might be the only sector, but they seem to be doing well everywhere. Else. It's amazing how you can make things look like you're losing money on the international if you don't put profit back to it. Uh, there's all sorts of uh, issues going on at the moment about how they're doing their accounting and so on. Uh, it looks like they're trying to set up international to look like a losing thing when really it may not be. But of course, management are denying that. They're also denying the whole uh, takeover issue. Uh, that is, There is a rumor going around that maybe Qantas is being set up for a, a takeover. But uh, something that uh, may not be taken over is Tiger. Tiger are back on the on the uh, flying, as we reported previously, and they've just reopened their Melbourne to Gold Coast route. Uh, they're grounding hit, uh, Melbourne's PAX numbers. They've definitely been down while Tiger wasn't flying. But uh, the funny bit is that Tiger is going to try and raise $126 million and strengthen their balance sheet. And my goodness, Grant, and uh, how, they, how do they propose to do that? Oh, they're going to do a share offer. So everyone who has Tiger Airways shares for every two shares you get, you get to pay something like 60 Singaporean cents to buy a whole new one. So, hey, you can throw good money after bad and keep chasing it downwards. 
Mm, I think uh, given uh, the, the tumultuous uh, few months they've had, they may struggle to raise that capital, I think. Well, you know, that's Tiger. But, you know, who's been interesting in the news is Virgin. They've had a big loss. Virgin Australia, they did have to report a loss, but I think everyone's being a bit friendly to them because their share price has actually gone up. Yeah, Grant, it looks like the market has factored in that uh, they've been spending a lot of money restructuring their business and investing heavily in, in uh, new aircraft and all that sort of stuff. A $66.6 million uh, loss for them. However, John Borghetti, their chief executive officer, uh, he is he doesn't seem that concerned about it at this stage. In fact, uh, speaking on the Money News Program on uh, Melbourne radio station MTR 1377, he had this to say. One of the things that this time last year uh, we were talking about was the enormous losses that our international or a long-haul operation at the time uh, were making. And, uh, you know, we did say that at the time that our objective during the year was to turn that around and get it close to profitability. Uh, well, in fact, uh, as part of this result, uh, our international network actually made money. And that was through restructuring the network, changing our operating plan, aligning ourselves with other uh, partners. It's really only the Etihad arrangement that's fully, let's say, in place. And yet with that and all the changes that we made to our network, we were able to turn that into profitability. Now, do you reckon that's a slap in the face to Alan Joyce, the, uh, the man who succeeded him at Qantas Grant? <laughs> Definitely the man who, well, didn't so much succeed him, but to, uh, took the place that could have been his. Yeah. But uh, some great things going on at Virgin. You know, their first ATR-72 has arrived. They're relaunching the frequent flyer program, code sharing with Virgin Atlantic on the Hong Kong route. As they said, they've got all their international agreements coming online with the Etihad one actually being in place, but the Air New Zealand and Delta and Singapore Airlines all starting to ramp up and coming online. Uh, their pilots and crew have voted to accept the EBAs as presented, unlike Qantas, who are still going back and forth in um, in work stoppages and so on between engineers, flight crew and pilots having problems. They're doing pretty well at Virgin, I think, and they've got a good chance here. Yeah, you know, I think that um, uh, they're in a much better position to be able to to do that. They're operating on a much lower cost base. But uh, Grant, as I've been saying in uh, previous episodes, they are doing a lot of things from the public relations standpoint that uh, really are resonating with the public. And I think that's going to go well for them from a marketing standpoint. And, and chief amongst those things is, of course, that they've got this campaign going that really appears to the public as a mirror image of what Qantas is doing. And Qantas is perceived as, as moving a lot of uh, their work outside Australia and, and shedding jobs and all that sort of stuff. Whereas Virgin keeps coming out and saying, well, we're doing the complete opposite. But uh, here's the way that uh, Borghetti, uh, later in that interview with Ross Greenwood, characterised what they're doing. Uh, Australia is our home. Um, We are very focused on this market. And uh, even our international network expansion, you know, we we had five triple seven, we still got five triple sevens. We've made this expansion without buying an aircraft, without capital intensive risk, um, you know, positions. So we're very much of a view that our strategy centers around the Australian market, whether it be domestic or international travel. And certainly we have no intention of um, of studying ventures offshore. And I'll tell you what, Grant, Qantas can do as many publicity stunts as they want, and they have been this week uh, by putting uh, large and very expensive full-page ads in the major newspapers around this country trying to explain why they're doing what they're doing. In the meantime, that's all uh, going well for Virgin uh, because they can just sit back and say, well, we're not doing any of that. Look at what we're doing. Australia is our home. And uh, as long as they keep pushing that line, they're going to be successful. That's the one, mate. That's the one. Well, I guess on that note, Grant, we better wrap it up for this episode of the Australia Desk. We'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm still Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.